Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle, Eric Cabral. On this episode, getting into a nonprofit is an awesome way to create a whole new meaning to you know the life that you're waking up to every day, the legacy that you're going to look back on, and the future that you look forward to every day. What are the possibilities? The entrepreneurs that I have started nonprofits for are doing amazing stuff. They're, they're social entrepreneurs. And now they want to focus on taking their tribe of, of friends, tribes of millionaires, info marketers, other construction guys, whatever it is. And they're going on these trips and actually giving back. And it is so cool because it's developing meaning in their lives in multiple dimensions. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Circle, where we built a community that shares lessons learned throughout our journeys, celebrate wins, our eureka moments, and embrace the F word, meaning failure, which I've come to realize that failure is success in progress. I'm Eric Cabral, your host, a husband, a father of two brilliant girls, and I've been called a heart-centered entrepreneur by my peers and mentors. My mission in life is to make the world a better place, one mic at a time. So I'm happy and humble to have you join in on that mission. And I hope that by the end of the show, we would have added value in your life. So if you're ready to jump into the circle, let's get to it. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Entrepreneur Circle. I am your most happy and humbled host. As usual, I have a wonderful guest to introduce you to. I'm going to learn a ton. I'm really excited. I can't wait to dive deep into this topic. And I'm sure you will get a ton of value by listening and hopefully getting inspired to do what my man Christian Lefer is going to educate us on. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much. I am super excited to be here. Dude, thanks for reaching out and thanks for, for sharing some time with me because I want to let those that are listening know what you do and how you help people like me. So specifically, when I saw your stuff, I was like, yeah, this is me. And it's going to be a lot of people that I know uh, who are successful entrepreneurs and they get to a level where it's not about the money anymore. It's about creating some type of legacy. And I know that's the word that gets thrown around all the time, but I'm talking about getting to a point 
on a spiritual level, on a bigger than you level, where now you're like, okay, how do I create something that impacts the world? And sometimes people give a little here and sometimes give a little bit there and volunteer time or money, but sometimes it's just not enough. It's not enough. I don't get fulfillment by giving a couple hundred dollars here or a thousand bucks there to a charity. And uh, your message on helping people create nonprofits and making it easy and somewhat turnkey for them, I appreciate that. And I've never seen anyone that that does that. Um, so let's talk about it, brother. Let's talk about instant nonprofit and all you have to offer and educate people on. Absolutely. I am so thankful. Like every day I wake up super thankful that I get to, you know, and I mean, gratitude has become almost everything that is meaningful, right? Is becoming a cliche. Everybody's like, find your passion and find your purpose and, you know, live with gratitude. But I truly get to wake up every morning and, you know, sort of realize it that I am at the epicenter of this whirling, swirling, you know, galaxy of people who want to do good who are giving me, sharing just a little bit of their good energy, good intentions with me every day and my team as we help them with our done for you 501c3 nonprofit services. And, you know, we could talk about how that works and, and why it's so easy and everything. And essentially, right, we are starting a business for people. Nonprofit is a business, different customers, different heart connection, a uh, little bit of a different uh, uh, product maybe. But ultimately, what's awesome is more and more entrepreneurs are getting into these businesses, these social enterprises, and they have the chops, man, to make a huge difference and not operate by antiquated ways, you know, non-business ways that nonprofits used to operate on. And so uh, I get to wake up every morning and just have amazing people bringing their ideas to us. And then we get to manifest them into the world and help them sort of move up that ladder to, of meaning from, you know, from the practical all the way up. Yeah, I love that, dude. And, and I definitely want to start peeling the layers back on how that's all done and, and um, how people can pretty much take action. Uh, to finally unlock what they've probably been thinking about for a long time and they just don't know how to do it and they need the help and the teams uh, and the systems to to make it a reality. Um, and also I wanted to talk about what you said off mic before the cameras turned on about how sort of the uh, the pandemic created, I think, an evolution or, or a revolution of business owners and entrepreneurs and thought leaders to really evaluate their values and and, and their core values and their mission versus like their life and everything and how it all sort of interconnects and is it aligned and are they the same core values? I don't know. But before we do that, brother, let's take the way back, the DeLorean and make sure the flux, let's tap on the flux capacitor to make sure it's operating and we want to go to the right place. Because I want to peek into the window of the Lefeu house while you guys are having dinner. Paint us that picture. What was What was that like growing up? When I was eight years old, uh, I, I lived in a little town in the you know out in the woods in North Jersey, and uh, I lived where there's a they they put a big mall in. We actually had to move from the house I lived in so they could just basically wipe out this big area of woods and put the one of the biggest malls in, in North Jersey. But I was riding my bikes and playing with my friends outside, probably trying to find copperheads, and um, 
My mom called me in the house after getting home with my nearly four-year-old sister from the doctor. And she sat me down and she looked very serious. And my mom's pretty lighthearted. And I said, what's up, mom? You know, of course, I just want to go back out and play. And she said, you know, I just wanted to tell you that the reason that your sister is not speaking at nearly four years old, right? She should be verbal at this point. Um, she's not like the other kids, even though she appears to be like all the other kids, she's special. She's developmentally disabled, what we call back in, you know, the seventies, mentally retarded and that she never would develop like the other kids. And I was like, well, I don't have anybody to compare her to. And she seems pretty awesome to me. So she's, you know, five years my you know, younger than me. And I was like, uh, that's fine. Went back out and played, didn't think another thing of it. But I ended up growing around, uh, growing up in and around organizations like the Special Olympics, where my sister would consistently get second place in track because she would have to stop and high five all her fans. And then the, the other kid would run by her and she'd have to catch up. And so she has always been there to teach me how to be a better human. She's very present. And if you throw the ball to my sister, you've got a friend for life. So I carry that with me up until around 2010. And I decided to start a nonprofit with a few of my friends, totally unrelated to anything with my sister. And I said, well, give me the application. How hard can that be? I got that. You guys go do, you know, raise some money, work on the mission website, whatever. I got this. And I became morally outraged. And I remember the day sitting on the phone um, with the IRS and them telling me it's going to take like over a year to approve this, this thing. And it immediately put me back to that dinner table, that afternoon conversation with my mom going, this is total BS. How can doing good for people be 10 times, a hundred times harder than starting a used car lot? No offense to used car dealers or any other business, right? We're trying to help people and we're put through a hundred times more difficult process. Hmm. So what I did was uh, the agent was never there and never available for me when I called into the IRS, right? I'd have to call the front desk, the 800 number. And so what I did was I, I changed the last two numbers of that agent's phone number and I called 20 or 30 extensions north or south, knowing I'd get somebody in the IRS and I would get somebody to pick up the phone. I'd beg, plead and cajole them. What, why does this take so long? What does the perfect file look like? What would make your day? What would make you feel like somebody cared about your job? And they were all too happy to tell me, the, the, the few that did pick up the phone. I curated that process into what I call the love letter to a bureaucrat. And I ended up getting a 45-day approval on my application. And it was all inspired by that, you know, growing up with my sister and realizing as an adult, all of these things that we take for granted in the fabric of our society, like Special Olympics, PTA, Little League, all of these things are nonprofits. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful, dude. The love letter to a bureaucrat. Did you ever put that information out there for people to like distill and-, and, and I did. I wrote, a, I wrote an ebook called The Seven Secrets, Get the IRS to Love Your 501c3 Application. And of course, you know, I tried to converse, you know, seven things never to do and all that stuff when ebooks were the, the rage. But I found that people would love the material. They'd go, this is amazing. There's nothing like this out there. But then they said, you know what? I'd rather pay you to do it. And so I went from blogger to businessman when I realized that I could do this for other people and I started mm. reproducing the same results. Yeah, wow. Share, share with me and the audience here, um, it took me a long time to get to the point where I understood the power of what you do and 
what it produces and how it helps and impacts people. Um, how did you get there? Because for me, it was a long journey of like just self-discovery and growth and understanding that in order for me to be a better family man or a husband or whatever it was, these things, these ahas or these whys for me was family first and then money. But then I realized I don't feel fulfilled. Like there's still something missing. And what you do fills and fills that cup for me and hopefully for others. But can you tell us how you arrived there? Like what was the aha? What was the eureka that you're like, okay, this is, this is definitely like, I got to create a whole business and team around this. You know, shortly after I did this project for myself, right? Because I had spent a few years in nonprofits at that point. I learned to, you know, raise millions of dollars from very small lists from complete strangers, which I was blown away that a perfect stranger would write me a 10 or $20,000 check because I wore a, you know, at that time I'm a kid, right? A cheap polyester suit <laughs> in freezing cold Michigan or something with a PowerPoint. But, uh, the, uh, the, the, when I realized, you know, the, the thing that made me realize the importance of this is some friends in town uh, heard that I had a, you know, gotten one or two of these t taken care of. And they approached me and they said, look, we want to start a little school. It, we were kind of in a rural area. We want to start a little school. And we have uh, somebody in the community that we know who just sold their tech company for over a billion dollars. And they're not running around every, you know, rural area, right? So they said, he's going to fund most of the school on one condition that we're able to enroll kids uh, it, for the fall in about seven, eight weeks. And we need the 501c3 so he can give us the money because he wants to be really sure he's going to get that write off, right? He just got a huge tax bill. Hmm. So I went home and I had a really restless night that night because I'm thinking of the kids' faces. If I fail, they're like trying to get enrolled. The parents are going to be relying on this. They have to make decisions. And then my friends, are putting all their, their life's effort into teaching these kids and they're super fired up. So if I take this challenge, I have to deliver. And uh, I just, I couldn't resist. I said, yes, you know, I'll take this on. If I have to crawl over broken glass and drive to Washington DC or wherever the IRS is that does this, I'll make it happen. And I had a very nervous about six and a half weeks on that one. And I got it done, over-delivered for them. And they were able to enroll kids in that school. And that's the, that school is still running today. My kids, I even let my kids go to that school for a while uh, before we moved. That was the time that I really you know, came to understand that this wasn't just about the nonprofit I had started and you know, kind of giving people a little bit of information but that I could take this on for people so that they could go focus on their mission because they had a ton of stuff to do in seven weeks and that I could make things happen that otherwise wouldn't happen. And that was really the key for me because there's all these business niches where, you know, you're a me too, or there's a lot of other people in the niche and Hey, that's great. You know, we all have the special magic that we bring in our businesses, but to be able to make something happen uniquely that, that maybe wouldn't happen at all. If, if I didn't bring what I had learned to the world, that was, that was all I needed. I mm. just, you know, knocked over some tables and set up a home office and grew from there. So that was super exciting. And when I rolled that thing out and said, we got the letter we're in, um, you know, it didn't take much more. Have you ever felt like a lone wolf in life? 
unable to engage in chats around the barbecue since you're doing things that aren't the norm? Enter GoBundance, a place for driven entrepreneurs, CEOs, or investors who want to experience world-class adventure, bucket list trips, high-minded conversations, authentic relationships, and an environment to learn and grow with like-minded individuals where you're able to share in all of your successes, your struggles, ambitions, and even your failures without being judged. It's the best place for men and women to come together to live epic lives and to grab life big. If you want to learn more about GoBundance, go to GoBundance.com and apply to be in the tribe. And I hope to see you at the next virtual or live event. It's bizarre how it all works, man, because um, I'm just thinking, obviously, of, of my personal journey. It's the only the only thing I can think of is is, is what I experienced. And that is, um, you know, leaving a W-2 of over 20 years and then like Becoming an entrepreneur forces us, and this is the best thing. I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the book or read the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh yeah, he, he I met said him. he's a good dude, man. Yeah, great. He guy. said on the he said on a podcast once that um, that entrepreneurship is personal growth and self development in disguise. And I was like, so hundred percent true, man. I'm like. If somebody had told me that, I probably wouldn't have done it. I don't know, because that's the hardest thing is like peeling the layers back on yourself and looking in the mirror and understanding everything rides on you being better and putting the oxygen mask on yourself in order for you to help others. So it's funny because you've kind of like gremlins, you know, I, I don't know why I used this reference earlier, so I'm using it again, pouring water on something and it's just multiplying and you're helping and empowering others. And I like how you say this, unleash the hero within, their inner hero. And it's so powerful because like, say I go create my own nonprofit with or without you, you're doing it 10x, 100x, right? That's your business. That's what you're doing and you're empowering us. So I just want to commend that. I just want to highlight that. And it's really, really, really powerful and um, inspiring. So I want to I want to move into sort of what you've been doing and how you approached me, which is rare, I think, for in my world. LinkedIn is really powerful. I haven't figured it all out yet, but clearly you have because that's where we connected. And I saw that when I started looking into your story, you do a lot of podcasting. You do a lot of marketing via uh, content this way. Can you talk about a, how, how you realized that's very powerful? And I'm going to start incorporating that into our strategies and spreading the word. Yeah. Um, we had early on in the business, we were using Google ads and we still do, right? People want to search things. They want to, they want to click on something that matches that search. And, and that'll probably always be around. We have, uh, we have, you know, we have SEO and we have ads, but what has been most significant to me is in doing now, you know, we'll be knocking on the door soon of over 4,000 nonprofits. We're past 3,500. Wow. And I've done probably five to $6,000, uh, five to 6,000 sales calls or, or strategy sessions. And what I started to notice is, you know, I have always wanted to help the, the little guy. I, I grew up watching underdog. I'm probably dating myself. That's like 60s, 70s cartoon. I love it. But, um, I always related to underdog because Simon Bar Sinister, right? He'd like zap people and take away their agency and and reduce them to his minions. And I'm like, no, that's wrong, you know. So, uh, what I've been what I've been doing is just kind of paying attention to what 
kind of people are, I'm getting. And so I always want to help the, the, the underdog, the little guy. I have had people calling from the inner city, from rural areas. They're taking a, a piece of their paycheck and putting it into starting a nonprofit because they're already mentoring kids. They're already providing a safe place or helping the disabled or what have you. But I also started to notice that entrepreneurs who have had an exit or have had some success and they have an ongoing venture right now, they're still, they're building the houses, they're making the things happen. They start looking for greater meaning. And I discovered that the nonprofit is what I call the quantum entity. And if you read anything about even pop, you know, popular stuff about quantum uh, mechanics, there's something called superposition. And it's kind of like the photon, the light particle is also a wave, something that can occupy two states at the same time. And the nonprofit is that kind of entity um, because you can superposition your life, your legacy, and your future by starting a nonprofit alongside of your current for-profit venture, or maybe you know, you're exiting or exited from your for-profit. You're going to be able to launch yourself and into an entirely new realm, meet entirely new people that you never would have through business networking, et cetera, through starting a nonprofit. Because when you have a heart connection with someone and any business deals, even that you've done or anyone's done, what do you say before that, that deal happens? You go, I feel really good about that. Uh-huh. I connected with that person. It's not always about the dollars. And I'll bet it's more often about how you feel about that person than it is about the potential for the deal. So what I decided was to start reaching out uh, through LinkedIn because LinkedIn, you're able to tell a little bit more about people than like a Facebook or Instagram reel and connect with people who are reaching business owners who maybe they're, they're, they're peaking or maybe they're just looking for more meaning in their lives, but they want to keep what they have going. And getting into a nonprofit is an awesome way to create a, a whole new meaning to you know, the life that you're waking up to every day, the legacy that you're going to look back on, and the future that you look forward to every day. What are the possibilities? And I'll tell you what, the entrepreneurs that I have started nonprofits for are doing amazing stuff. They are already, they're, they're social entrepreneurs. They're just doing it with their business. And now they want to focus on taking their tribe of of friends, tribes of millionaires, info marketers, other construction guys, whatever it is. And they're going on these trips and actually giving back. And it is so cool because it's developing the meaning in their lives in multiple dimensions. Wow. So good, dude. So good. Can you give us a like a case study or a win, big or small, for for one of these nonprofits that you started? Yeah, right now, I mean, one of the most exciting projects I've ever uh, worked on is with an entrepreneur. He's exiting uh, a coaching practice that he built, 7,000 conscious life coaches, people who are really connected with meaning and purpose in all of their coaching practices. So he's getting out of the day-to-day of that and just a very successful, awesome, heart-led, heart-centered, you know, serial entrepreneur. And he believes that uh, inflation... It might be coming. He's kind of into crypto. He's into uh, true personal growth and development. Uh, lots of things that are kind of I'm into as well. And so I, I get a call and I set up this Zoom. And the next thing I know, I'm being presented with this PowerPoint of how this person is actually looking to create a place for society 2.0 or whatever point where we have 50 sustainable land projects just to start all over the world 
where there are uh, healing and personal development centers. There's uh, it's 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 crypto friendly. It's it's decentralized, and it's also like helping people understand how we can all create an ecosystem that's outside of maybe fiat currency and some of the stuff that we just might think is not super sustainable. By the time I got done with this PowerPoint, I mean, I was, you know, he's there for my services. I'm raising my hand going, when is this thing going to be off the ground? Because I am definitely going to be a part of this. And he is surrounded by an amazing group of people I've been starting to meet. And so my life's dream is to go around the world and work with people like this and and roll up my sleeves and take part of some of these projects and go you know pull plastic out of the oceans with this innovative technology with another entrepreneur that we've been working with there are all kinds of amazing things that people are doing but that kind of scale and that kind of vision for somebody who is a proven entrepreneur and knows how to get it done already has teams and people signing up and he's got a He's got a group of crypto investors that's probably busted at 500 at this point and growing every day. Hmm. That is where I want to go to where that puck's heading. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, that's super inspirational. I love those stories, man. I just love hearing, you know, heart-centered people, you know, with bigger missions. And then, like you said, you know, having the ability to and the means. I mean, you don't have to have that. You know, you gave an example of, of, of people who, who are figuring it out with your help too, um, whether they have an exit or not, um, doesn't necessarily have to be the criteria, uh, but the drive and the passion sounds like has to be definitely part of the criteria. That is the uh, common denominator for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful, dude. Let's talk about um, how people can reach out to you and give back and figure out how to take their ideas and, 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 and make it into a reality for nonprofit. Absolutely. I mean, we have um, we have packages from, like I said, the, the the small local community organization, all the way up to people who are super ambitious and want a fundraising uh, framework built out for them, a fundraising plan, some operationalizing, um, and you know maybe from a thousand all in to ten thousand and above. Um, so when somebody gets in touch with us, you know, first we got to put them where where are they on that hero's journey? Uh, mm-hmm. Are they do they, do they have a name? Do they have a mission? All of that stuff. So what I have done for uh, your listeners is created a, a special gift at instantonprofit.com slash Eric, E-R-I-K. Of course, if they're your fan, they know that. <laughs> and that's going to help them place themselves on that. Where are they on this hero's journey? And whether it's they want to uh, formulate a mission, they kind of have an idea, but they want to put something more solid together. We have resources for that, for naming, for just about anything that you would want to do in this free boot camp that we'll give to your listeners um, to get them prepared, maybe to take that plunge and pull that trigger. Once they do pull the trigger, cross the threshold and go into the rabbit hole, uh, we have an easy three-step process where we collect a little bit of information. We immediately get you in business so you can start collecting tax-deductible donations right away. You don't even have to wait for the IRS approval because little known fact is that the IRS is going to backdate tax-exempt status to the date of your incorporation. We give you a ton of value in that process. So we get that little bit of information we need to kick you off in step one. In step two, we provide a customer portal. We don't just file. This is not we're not we're not a filing service. We are a 
nonprofit success in a box service because we're going to pave the way for you on your board meetings and all of the other requirements by giving you pre-formatted assets and documents, training on how to run a board meeting in 30 minutes instead of the average three hours, and how to raise seed money and just structure this stuff. That's all in your customer portal. That's step two. And then as soon as the state gets those articles back to us, we move into step three and file with the IRS. And that's the one place we lose chain of custody because they're going to send that approval letter to you. But at that point, we've handed you everything you need to be successful with that nonprofit. And our job is to take all the complexity away and take create order out of all of those steps that you have to go through so that you only need to know what you're doing next and what was just done for you. And then you can step it up from there. And it's just like starting a, a, a business. You, you, you take the baby steps, you put one foot in front of the other, and some of the stuff you have to figure out as you go. But it is definitely a lot easier if all of the bureaucratic stuff is taken away from you so you can focus on your mission. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful, man. Thanks for figuring this all out for us <laughs> and and making sure that, uh, like you said, it's success in a box. I love that. Um Definitely go out. I appreciate also uh, you sharing that with our listeners. Instantnonprofit.com slash Eric. Can't get easier than that for you. Uh, I, I'm going to go and download and check it out myself. Um, and I highly recommend you guys check it out. So, Christian, we've come to the part of the show where we ask you to embrace the F word, meaning failure. So please allow us to view the heart and vulnerability of Christian Lefer with a time you embrace the F word. Yeah. um, Happy to drop a couple F bombs here because I have definitely, uh, I've definitely gone through some things that you could call failure and whatever word you use, right. It's like, what is the frame on the word failure? And, you know, I learned through some pretty tough times that um, failure is really a huge opportunity to get to know yourself in ways that, your successful moments will never, ever reveal. And I mean, this business is a perfect example. Uh, I went through about five years ago, I went through the most painful period in my, in my entire life. Um, I had a tough upbringing and I think I carried a lot of things, false beliefs, a lot of negative self-talk and just a sort of drivenness that was out of balance, right? And it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't really who I am. And I didn't even realize it because I'm just kind of, you know, um, I'm from Jersey and I grew up, I'm kind of resourceful. I'm, I'm a scrappy guy and I just push ahead. Uh, but what I didn't realize is we talked about, you know, and I always talk about putting your own oxygen mask on first. And I didn't learn that lesson until I absolutely ran out of oxygen, was gasping for my very life. Uh, I reached a point about five years ago where I couldn't live another day. I'd never, I'd never take action to do anything harmful to myself or others. Um, but uh, I found myself in a place where this great business, this business I have right now was on fire. Um, I was disconnected from my staff. We had grown really fast. I didn't care how much money was coming in. I didn't care what was going on. I just knew that I was profoundly, profoundly unhappy and that nothing I could think of would make it better. My marriage was in trouble um, and just generally everything I counted on, I had sort of built my identity on was in flames. And I'll never forget the day I'm at a friend's house and I, I asked if I could I stay with some friends and I'm laying there looking at the ceiling, laying in bed one day. And 
I realized that every single thought I had to figure this out, go make something happen, go force a round peg into a square hole was the exact kind of thinking that got me into this situation. And I was able to just stop thinking. And what's really funny is I kind of smelled smoke about 15 months before this. And I started, I went to this uh, warrior organization out in Laguna Beach, which introduced me to some new ideas. I had picked up Eckhart Tolle, you know, and, and, but I hadn't read it. And I realized in this time that I was forced to stop thinking. And this was like the beginning of wisdom because I had this massive epiphany, this massive shift, Satari awakening, whatever you want to call it. I don't like to label it. But what happened was I emptied myself and I was allowed to be filled with peace and just sort of understanding that that was not who I was. And I needed to discover who I was. And I spent some time still serving customers, my, my staff, I, I let them continue to serve customers. And I pulled back and I just took care of me for a little while. And before long, I just started hearing things and understanding things differently. And I just felt this sort of peace. And then over time, and it didn't happen overnight because just, just because I had some transformation didn't mean that the fire suddenly went out on its own. But I started showing up in a much more authentic way and much more of a way of taking care of myself and appreciating that I had some value outside of those things that I do, right? I'm a being. And that was absolutely amazing. Kind of the colors became brighter. I became so much gentler on myself, even though I'm still this hardworking guy. And all of the things that were on fire, I was able to realign with who I really am. And I have a beautiful uh, love relationship now, longstanding. I have great relationships with my kids and um, all of those things that were on fire. And even the business that I sort of put down and, and accepted that I might not get it back came back to me in a way that's so much more aligned that I'm having fun with the growth now. I have A players who are all conscious, wonderful people that we have a great connection. And I don't know exactly if I could show somebody how to do this, but I would never give it up. It was the hardest thing I've ever been through and the greatest thing at the same time. And so that was the ultimate failure in my book and the ultimate opportunity to transform myself, my business, and all my relationships in a way that is just truly beautiful. And uh, I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful for you, you know, opening up and sharing that story with us, you know, being able to rise out of the ashes and, and admitting um, that, you know, it didn't happen overnight, you know, even though you became that person and um, you started to embody, uh, you know, new thoughts, rituals, habits, and, and created something new and, and, and refreshed, it still didn't change everything around you, right? It still took work. It still took yeah. time and energy. Uh, but when you put that work in, it creates a shield. It creates sort of a suit of armor that allows you to sort of walk through, uh, you know, the unknown and, and things that might be harmful and, and, yeah. and it won't affect you like it did before. So thank you for sharing that. Really, really, truly appreciate thank it. Thanks. So any last words that you want to share with the audience, any more value that you want to provide? You know, the main thing that I would uh, suggest and I, it's, it's funny, you know, I get asked this question is it's really important that we love ourselves first, right? We take care of ourselves, put our own oxygen mask on first, because after my experience in just really driving myself hard to be successful in business and, you know, kind of 
take everything on myself. Yes, it's absolutely important that we deliver for you know for customers and for everybody in our in our world. Um, but when it comes to taking you know taking a, a different tack and and going into something where there's purpose and meaning and everything, it gives you an opportunity to really take a take a look at those values and understand what they are, do a little bit of work there and rediscover some of the joy that you had, because ultimately this comes from a very childlike place in your heart. How can I help other people? How can I have fun helping other people and make this not a drudgery, but a blessing instead of a burden. And so I always tell, you know, I always uh, recommend, invite people to just take a step back and just appreciate them themselves. Because if you are the kind of person who would even think about starting a nonprofit and doing good for other people. It means so many wonderful things about you that aren't present or maybe aren't awakened in everyone. And just that one thing can carry you through those tough days and the grind and all that stuff that is going to happen no matter what you do in life. Unless you sit on the couch, you're going to come up against yourself mostly and a lot of other obstacles. And you got to have that well, that reserve of self-love and self-appreciation and the inner knowing that you've stepped out and, and you've taken a, you've taken a, a plunge into something that is going to be meaningful far beyond the life that you currently have. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself, brother. That was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Highly recommend you so go well. out to 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 find Christian. He's he's looking for you, and hopefully um, help you fulfill your purpose and unleash your inner hero. So thanks again, brother, for being on the show. Appreciate you, and uh, looking forward to our next chat. Appreciate it. Look forward to chatting again soon. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral, and as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Mm -hmm.